0: This is Ebony and Julia, and this is, is the mic on. Okay, this is our new segment called the Dream Chasers, where we introduce someone who is doing something extraordinary and have to overcome some obstacle to pursue their goals. So this segment is all about empowering you, supposed to be inspirational and just to provide you some motivation to follow your dreams and to never give up and to be the best you that you can be. So on today's segment we have Tiffany Spencer. Hi Tiffany. Hi. How are you? Hi Tiffany. Welcome Welcome to our to our show just wanted to bring you onto the show and have you explain what you've been doing for the past several years and see if you can be an inspiration to other women who are trying to pursue their goals. So, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: My name is Tiffany. I was born in Jamaica, grew up there. Came to America when I was 14. I graduated from Howard University, I studied, um, I majored in radio, television, and film, and I minored in theater, Um, I got a job straight out of college, I started working for a reality show as an associate producer, I worked on that show for about two years, and then I just decided that I really wanted to pursue acting, which is why it was a minor in college, I was a little scared at the time to actually make it a full major. So I made it my mm-hmm. minor, but then I decided that I'm not getting any younger. So I moved to Neither. Los Angeles. I quit my job.
0: Out the um, blue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Out mm. the blue.
1: <laughs> I quit my job, and then I decided that I was going to move to Los Angeles in a month. In a month.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, we were all very shocked when we heard the news. <laughs>
1: Yeah, concern. Mm-hmm. So I packed up my stuff, up to my car, and I moved to Los Angeles. A month later, didn't really never been to LA before in my life. Didn't really have a place to stay, but I knew someone who was working on the show with me who had a place in Los Angeles. So I ended up staying there for a while. But moving here was really hard. I wasn't um I wasn't prepared. Um, I kind of did it on impulse. And I struggled for a while because when I got here, I pulled on my car in six weeks. I pulled on my car because people can't drive in Los Angeles.
0: So um, off the bat, off the bat, there was some obstacles that you had to overcome. And yeah. were you discouraged by any of, any of that? Was that, did you look at that as like a bad omen or something?
1: No, I was just like, well, I made a decision that I was going to give LA like five years. Okay, wow, five years. So, yeah, because it's not going to happen overnight. So you have to, like, put in the time. And And at the time, I I refused to go back. I used to work in retail as a manager at -hmm. at a a retail store. And I said, when I came to L.A., I said, I'm not going back to retail. Yeah, while you were in college, that's what you did. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going back. I'm going to do this. And I immediately jumped into, like, acting training. Um, I started going to this theater called the Renegade Theater, taking classes there. I wasn't making any money, but I was spending money going to acting school. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I sold in my car, I realized that I kind of had to pull back a little bit and started trying to get stable. Uh mm-hmm. Also, the person who... I was living with, I came here with a friend as well. She came here to pursue, um, she came here to pursue scripted television. We both worked in reality TV. She came to do scripted TV and I came to do acting. And uh, the person we were staying at the time, he kicked, He told us we had to go. In, and she um, gave us three days, three days to move out. Wait, both-
0: three days notice?
1: Yeah, three days. Oh my gosh, I would have panicked. And uh, we this was literally a week after I told him my car, like,
2: uh,
1: a week after. So he gave us three days to move out. We had no jobs at the time. We were on, like, the last bit of our savings, and I had to decide to go back to retail. So I went back to American Apparel uh, as a manager, and I worked there for a while, took a little break from acting, Just trying to get stable financially to be able to do it, I do a lot of side jobs.
0: See, that's the thing. Like, I mean, a lot of times we're always trying to push forward, but, I mean, as you said, you realized that you had to um, reevaluate your Mm -hmm. goals, and... um, and take a few steps backwards, you know, but still have that that goal within reach and to know that it's a means to an end, you know yeah
1: i, I and um i have I got a lot of side jobs, I worked for a catering company, catering mm-hmm. big time parties like I was just doing a lot of little things here and there,
0: but did you name. meet anyone anyone with the catering parties because I mean yeah. that all you can also use that as an opportunity to network.
1: Yeah. I met a lot of people, a lot of people that do these type of jobs are actors or, or yeah. some type of artist trying to make it in their field. So I met a lot of people. I met someone who was, an, he was, a, he's a DJ, but he mm-hmm. was pursuing acting at the, before he started really doing his DJing thing. He was pursuing acting and he was with an agency and he um, passed my information to his agency and then mm-hmm. I had a meeting with his agency and then I got signed to an agency just from that.
0: See, there so you that,
1: go. Yeah. So then that kind of helped me. Um, I got a better job where I was making more money financially. And so now I'm out there really pursuing my acting now. I'm back at the Renegade Theater mm-hmm. going on auditions, you know, um, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and I was really scared. But it's working, and I'm getting good feedback by going from going to the class. I get really good feedback. My my uh, trainer, he's an Emmy-winning um, tra- uh, actor, so great. Him mm-hmm. to tell me I'm good. That that's something I have, you know, and I have more confidence in myself. Obviously now that I've been of doing course. it a little longer. Um, yeah. So it's 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 getting there.
0: <laughs> it's getting there and um like I've seen a lot of pictures of you floating around the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're in I mean, as, as an actor, as an actress, you need to have a, a book, right? Like a right. what do you call those books? A portfolio. I the portfolio. A portfolio. <laughs> Sorry, you need to have a portfolio. And I don't know if there are pictures from your portfolio or like you met a photographer, but they are just absolutely stunning pictures. And I've seen them on Tumblr, Instagram, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, hey, I
1: know you, <laughs> right? But so, um, yeah. when I was looking for side jobs, um, yeah. Someone told me that if I put up, I should post pictures on Model Mayhem so I can uh-huh. meet photographers. Some yeah. of it obviously, with everything like Prince List is sketchy. Obviously, yeah. Um, but I did that, and I ended up meeting a photographer. And um, we did a. He just wanted. He was a photographer who was trying to get experience, trying to build his portfolio. And so okay. he took pictures of me for free, without charge. And um, they just kind of took off from there, and he liked sh- shooting me, so then he just started shooting a lot of pictures of me, and then it just started getting more and more popular, and people started liking it, and then it started trending, and I was like, What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially the Grace
0: Jones. Was it the Grace Jones replica picture mm-hmm. of right. you? Because yeah. you have that androg androgeneous. Androgy- mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even talk mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> Androgynous look to you, right. like it, which is of course Grace Jones is known for, with you know her dark skin and her short hair. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when I saw that pic- that picture, especially I see everywhere because it's so similar to the original. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So um what advice would you give someone who wanna who want to step out the box and and um and pursue their goals and do something that they might not be quite sure of that it's the right thing, but mm-hmm. they just want to give it a try.
1: Well, I say if it's something that like Never leave your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. you can take a break, go do something else that you're really good at. Like, I'm really good at sales. Everyone tells me I should do real estate or something big in sales. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I would be great at that. I would probably make a lot of money at doing that. But in the back of my head, it's still like, but that's not really what I want to do. You know? I want to try this, and I'm not going to, like, give up until I feel like I have fully, like, went for it. So that's okay. something that stays with you, and I think that you should go for it, you know? Um,
2: yeah.
1: That's just how I do it, and I feel like uh, you have to stay, because you can get distracted by so many things. California, there's something to do every second of the day. That is there's true. There's to do. Um, and so you can get really distracted, you can get caught up in a lot of things, a lot of just crazy things in the city or anywhere, even in New York, anywhere where you are pursuing your dreams, where you just got to stay focused and just remember why you came here and what you're doing because you don't want to end up five years from now. I didn't want to end up looking like uh, I haven't accomplished anything but spent a, a lot of money because it's really expensive to live here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: My question for you is, um, although we're doing this dream chaser, we have a lot of people sitting at their desk and they're just like, When I need to make money, I have responsibilities, or I'm getting old and I have a family, I have a mortgage to pay. What was your final struggle? What was the thing that pushed you to be like, you know what, whatever the situation may be, I'm just going to leap out on faith and just run with this dream?
1: Yeah, so after I I took a break from it, because I was really struggling financially, um, Mm -hmm. I started getting, I started focusing on myself. I started like, you know. I was becoming more of a happier person, um, just going with the flow, kind of, if that's what you say, just working and making money and paying my bills and doing all of that. And then I started mm-hmm. getting really more involved on, like, social media, like on Snapchat and things like that, and people started telling me, oh, my God, you're so funny, or, oh, my God, why are, you should do this, or you should do that, or having people come up to me and be like, "You should. are you a model? Stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of really, like, pushed me, like... You know, this. I really should be doing this. Like, I I know it's going to take a lot of sacrificing. Like, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to sacrifice and give, you know, to yourself. Like, taking, getting new headshots is going to cost me $300. Do I have mm-hmm. $300 necessarily to put to my headshots? No. But then I could sacrifice in other places. Like, I don't have to eat out. I don't have to go out. I don't have to buy new shoes or a new top, you know, or get, you know, get another job. Like you have a lot of time in the day, you know, some people work their regular job and they're living paycheck to paycheck and they're like, Oh, I work all the time, but there's always time for something else. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel. You know, You can't. I know people who have families and stuff like that. It's hard. It's harder, but you just have to get creative. Like, like, um, there's a lot of jobs out there now where you you can be social media car- correspondents. Like, you can just post yeah. for people on Facebook. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just, like, stuff like that. You just have to yeah. find a way. You just have to sacrifice in some area.
0: Who Who's your inspiration?
1: You know, there's a lot of actors and actresses out there that I really look up to. Like, Viola Davis, I love her. Like, my dream is to, like, be her daughter in a movie one day. Or I play the younger version of Viola Davis. Whatever.
0: I can well, see that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what really motivates me is really my struggles.
2: Oh, wow. That's yeah. a good one.
1: Yeah, it's just that I don't want to struggle mm-hmm. all of my life, you know? And oh, I yeah. I don't want family. And I don't want my family to struggle. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's that's what
2: I think really motivates me. Um I was taking a look at your Instagram and it was very interesting. I noticed that a lot of pictures you always have like these little inspirational phrases. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder what music gets you in the mood to like, okay, you're about to do an audition and you just wanna get hyped up. What music would you throw on in the car? What's that song well, that does it for you? Like a,
1: one particular song? Mm. I love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Anything Beyonce. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anything Beyonce. But I really went through a, like, Indiary, Erica Badu phase for a while. because mm-hmm. Yeah. And this feel like it's you, you know, that they're judging. It's like you. It's like the way you look. It's your hair. It's your skin. It's the way you talk. It's your smile. You know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very critical. And yeah. it
1: could could bring you
0: down, you know?
1: It sure can. Like, and so you have to, like, be centered in yourself to get through it. Because I remember I went on an audition, and the, the audition note said, bring real friends to the audition. And I was like, okay. So I picked my bestest friends, like my really cute friends who are pursuing the same type of things I'm doing to my audition. And I went there. And we all did the same thing. The whole room was laughing, and everybody else got a call back except me. Yeah. You know. Oh, why not me? And it was my audition. I brought the extra people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? And then my agent, he was like, well, how did you wear your hair in the audition? I'm like, "Uh, you no, he said, send me a picture of your hair right now. And I sent it to him. And then he's like, well, that's not the headshot that I submitted. You had different hair. And I was like,
2: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Well, I mean, I wish I had known that at the time. And my yeah. hair changes all the time. I'm a black woman. I could be a different person every day of the week if I walk.
2: That's right. I know I am. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? Um, well, I know when I do like a lot of black actors, especially um black female actors, are always complaining that whenever there's a role, it's very like limited and, like, every black person is going for that one role. Do you feel like that's what's happening in your experience right now? I, maybe.
1: I could see that, you know. We do need more, like, more black actors because, you know, Gabrielle Union can't play every black actress, every, you know, person in the world, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I I definitely think that that that's the problem. I don't think I've reached a level where I've really experienced it yet, Mm -hmm. but I can see that as being an issue, yeah.
2: Um, So, what are you most afraid of? That's just my last question, Mike. What are you afraid of right now?
1: What am I most afraid of? In this moment right now, I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) that's good. Yeah, I'm not really afraid. I'm just going to see how it goes. (laughs)